The reading today is taken from John chapter 15, verses 9 to 16. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Good morning, everyone. As Richard said, my name is um, Adarag, and I have the best job here uh, at Holy Trinity at Claygate. I oversee children and families uh, ministry, and it is a real pleasure to be speaking to you on this Remembrance uh, Sunday. Remembrance Sunday is a very special date in the church's calendar. On the 11th of the 11, we stood and paid tribute to the fallen soldiers, just fully aware that without the sacrifice of those before us, life as we know it now would not be possible. But on Remembrance Sunday, there is an opportunity for a double reflection. Not only do we recognize those who gave their lives so we may live in peace, but also, as you've just heard in the reading we have this morning, we have an opportunity to reflect on Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and how that redemptive act, that love in action, continues to transform lives and bring meaning and purpose. I don't know about you, but I love history. History used to be one of my favorite subjects at school. And what fascinates me about history, it's not uh, remembering dates and numbers. I'm really not very good at that at all. But understanding what motivates behavior. You know, I find it funny how fashion is coming back. 
If you have teenage children or, you have, or grandchildren, you will uh, recognize that what used to be in or cool in the 80s and, and in the 90s has definitely made a comeback. Um, you know, and with hindsight, I think I should have kept my high-waisted flares and I might be looking cool at the moment. But joking aside, history is a powerful reminder of what drives human hearts. In the act of the remembrance, we know that a soldier's sacrifice was motivated by their love for their country and a desire to protect others. And you know, there are countless stories of ordinary men and women doing extraordinary acts because they believed in something greater than themselves. And it is that powerful conviction and love that motivated them to put others first. And we're in church this morning, or you might be at home um, watching on the live stream. As followers of Christ, we know that our story, our history, starts with God's love for us. It is the central message of the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And as we heard in the reading, greater love has no one than to lay down one's life for one's friends. If you paid close attention to the passage I read earlier, the word love is used nine times. It's a short passage, but it's used nine times as a noun and as a verb because this passage is unmistakable all about love. So this morning, I would like to leave you with three points on this central theme of love. You are loved. You are loved because of who God is. There are no strings attached. There's no conditions. There's no hoops to jump through. No earning of browning points. God loves you and God loves me. I mentioned earlier that I am fascinated by what motivates behavior. And, you know, every human being longs to be loved. We are designed to be loved. We need love. And we know when children are deprived of love or things go wrong in human relationships and families, um, when they lack that love and connection and acceptance, you know, that is often the root of a lot of difficulties in life. So whether you are here this morning or you are at home, wherever your circumstances are at the moment, remember that you are loved. And my second point from this passage is, is about the quality of the love that God has on offer. 
It's Jesus' sacrificial model of love. You know, the word love is used so freely. You know, you hear it spoken every day. You know, you'll hear things like, oh, I love that TV series, or I love that color on you, or I simply am not in love with you anymore. And for us, it's difficult to get our heads around God's love because the love we experience is often imperfect or has so many strings attached. And we need again on this Remembrance Sunday to remember God's love. We need God's Holy Spirit to redeem us and we need to accept that love if we are to share it with others. God's love brings healing, acceptance, and hope. And if you have never experienced God's love, why not ask God this morning to pour his transforming love into your heart? Or if you, like Many of us have found the last 18 months really tough and are feeling a little bit dry. Why not invite God to fill your heart afresh? God is our source, and without God's presence in our lives, we can only offer, we can only live, love in part. You know, verse 9 says, As the Father loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. So this morning, we remember, we remember that we are loved. We remember that Jesus is our perfect model of sacrificial love. And this leads us to respond in love to others. And that's my final point, and is the last verse of the reading. This is my command. Love each other. It seems so simple. Just love people. Yet... This is one of the hardest things we are asked to do. Humanly speaking, we respond with love when we are loved. We respond with, we treat people with respect and grace when we are treated with respect and grace. But the scandal, and it is a scandal of the gospel, is that Jesus loved us when we didn't deserve it. Jesus loves the marginalized, the broken, the undesirable. And we, you and I, are called to do the same. Love each other. You see, this is not just a suggestion. Uh, uh, something nice to do when we feel like it, but a command. In the same way we receive grace and love from God, we need to treat others with love and grace. And I don't know, if you think this is a difficult thing to do, well, you are in great company. In our strength, we cannot love like Jesus did. But the good news is that Jesus has given us his spirit to help us and guide us. 
And as I finish, I just want to sort of wrap it up. Remember, you are loved. Jesus gave his life for you. And you have been asked to love others like Jesus loved you. May God help us to show more love in our daily lives this coming week. Amen.